All right, guys, here we go. Huge Northeast podcast episode. We are going to break down the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about the greatest ever Super Bowl halftime show. We're going to talk about all the Minnesota sports that you can handle. Here we go. Northeast podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Cold, but good. Oh, it is cold. But I'm okay. How are you? Uh, it's very cold out, um, but that's fine because it's not that snowy out, and the snow is much worse than the cold. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but when it's this cold, I don't even go outside. Yeah, especially during a pandemic. All right, that's guys. Right. So, we have a great episode for you guys. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We are going to talk all about uh, the Twins, the Wild, the Wolves, and we have a great metal stand to finish this thing with. So thanks for being with us here at the Nord East Podcast. Before we dive into the action, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nord East Podcast. Also subscribe anywhere you get your favorite podcast from and hang out with your best friends at the Nord East Podcast each and every week in 2021 for free. For free! Thank you in advance for doing that. And tell some friends about the pod. Tell some friends. Also, guys, we had um, our first ever charity Royal Rumble last week, and I think it went very well. Hell yeah. We'll be having a great time. Uh, the winner was number one in the Rumble, Edge, uh, and that was Scott Wilkie, and he uh, donated it to a charity that um, helps uh, with uh, soldiers coming back from war, dealing with mental illness and um, preventing suicide. So a great cause. Uh, thanks Scott Wilkie and thanks everyone who played. And next year we'll bring it back with, uh, maybe even, we didn't know that there was a women's one too. So maybe we'll go 60 people next year and make it a really big deal. Hell yeah. And Eric, this was your idea. I commend you. This was great. If you come up with something like this in the next few months, anything from your beautiful brain, let's go again. Cause People were ready to go. I mean, for 10 bucks, they get to play. They know it's going to a good charity. Two people got hats. I shipped those out. Marty cool. Well, there you go. If they hold it this year. $680 to charity. $10 a buy-in. You get a random spot in March Madness. Boom. I kind of love it. You could get a 16 seed. You could get a one seed. Who knows? It would make me like March Madness, actually. All okay. right. Guys, we're all drinking our own beers tonight. What are you guys drinking? Okay, I am hitting up our friends at 56 Brewing right in Northeast. This is Beach Please. It's an imperial sour. So pineapple, anytime I see pineapple in a beer, I reach for it because I'm going to like it. And this is no exception. It is kind of intense. It's like really sour and it's 7.7%. But it's really good. I love it. it makes nice. me feel warm when it's not warm outside. I went the uh, I went the mix pack route. I haven't got I haven't gone to to the mix pack well in a while, and I grabbed the latest Surly one, um, and I got a beer in my hand that's called Rivet Head. It is a West Coast IPA, clocking in at six point nine. Nice. nice. Um, <laughs> it's it's a very Surly beer. It tastes exactly what a West Coast IPA from Surly, like what you think it would taste like. Okay. I'm into that. All right, guys. I am at Dangerous Man, and I am drinking their very strange. Um, I don't even really know how to describe it. I was desperately trying to look up what what the flavors even are. 
It's called their Nordic Lodge Ale. And it seems like some kind of spiced winter ale. Um, I, it's very interesting. Okay. I, I don't I, think you like it very much. No, 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 no. I'm happy to be <laughs> having it. Um, it's the perfect kind of like weird beer that I don't know if I would have again, but I'm happy that I'm trying. Yeah. No, you've that, never, you've never been to a Nordic, though. you've never been to a Nordic lodge and had an ale before Eric. Come on. What are you even doing? Are you even Minnesotan? It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It just is really strange. All right. <laughs> so we are going to be enjoying these. Go check those out. Um, if anything, I hope that my, uh, answer on the nordic ale lodge or nordic lodge ale at least got you curious so here we go there's only one place to start and since we're not allowed to actually talk about the name where roger goodell and the nfl will come after us we're talking about the superb owl yay are we going to warm up though because i don't want to just jump right into that without having my vocal cords and my takes ready to go you're right i might get injured so you're right we need to stretch you're right all right, look, um, this is going to be a little more specific. So I think we can knock this out a little sooner. Look, the NFL's over. What do we got? We got the NBA. That's about it, unless you're a hockey fan. Um, here's the question. You have 5.5 seconds on the clock. You're down two. Your options are Durant, Curry, Dame Time, or LeBron. Who gets the final shot of the game? Durant, Curry, Dame, LeBron. All great options. Any team would be lucky to have any of them, but you have all four. Uh, I'm going for the win, and I want the hand, the ball in the hands of Kevin Durant, and we're shooting a three. Okay. I can't argue with that. I don't know if there's a wrong answer, but I think that there's a right answer. Does the person have to shoot it? What do you mean? You're like down two. They're going to want to try to jack something up. They have to take the last shot themselves. Yeah. Okay. I mean – I think my, my pick would be LeBron because I just think he's the best. Um, well, hold on. Is there a bottle of wine waiting for him? That's the ultimate question. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. Um, I think that uh, Dame might be the most clutch player, to be honest yeah. with you. That's who I was going to pick. But also, Dame has been the most clutch player that's never gone to a finals or been successful in the Western Conference finals even. So... I think I would give it to LeBron. Like, if my life was on the line, I think I'd let LeBron take it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, all four are great picks. Um, I'd say it's – I think it's either Curry or – I think it's Dame, actually, just because he has a history of making that exact shot at a very high percentage. And, yeah, his teams haven't been that great. He hasn't gotten himself into that that position in the postseason very often. But when he has been, he hasn't missed. It's funny that none of us considered the greatest three-point shooter in the history of the game, unless you were talking about Seth Curry, mm-hmm. or was it Steph? I assume Steph. Yeah, because maybe Kevin Love's on the court, and so he's not getting a shot off. So you you don't know if he's going to get deed up by by K Love like he did in the finals. There you go. So the only reason I picked Durant was because I thought he's taller. I think mm-hmm. he's he's the most apt to be able to get the shot up. Um, Steph's going to be double teamed. LeBron is LeBron, but he's not that great of a three-point shooter. But you're right on Dame. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't argue it. Okay, all right, good. Especially if you're shooting, especially if you're shooting from like 40 feet. If it's a 40 footer, I'll take Dame all day. You'll make yeah. that. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear people with the most buzzer beaters in NBA history to win the game? Buzzer beaters. Okay. Iverson. Okay, so the um, there are three guys tied in 
fourth place. That's with five total. That's Gilbert Arenas, Vince Carter, and Dwayne Wade. There's two Ooh. people tied for third. Um, the only active player is tied for third. That's Paul Pierce and LeBron James at seven. In second place with eight is Kobe Bryant. And in first place with nine is Michael Jordan. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a pretty solid list. Pretty good list of players. Gilbert uh, Arenas, baby. Yeah, Gilbert Arenas. Gun, gun. Guns and all. Yeah, guns blazing. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So let's hop into the Superb Owl. Uh, Super Bowl 50-something. Five. 55. Uh, the first game ever uh, where the home one of the teams was playing in their home stadium. The Bucks were playing at home in Tampa Bay. Um, I didn't realize that the people were cardboard cutouts for like a long time. So I was like, wow, they said there wasn't that many people there, but they just have a full stadium. But I realized that a bunch of idiots paid 100 bucks to have a picture of themselves in the stands. <laughs> Is that what that was? Yeah, it's like, why would you do that? I mean, there was definitely quite a few people there, though. Like, it wasn't it wasn't empty. It didn't look empty. Is that going straight into the owner's pockets, or were they doing something, like, good with it? Like, is it going to charity thing? But at, at the same time, they're losing a lot of money, so I'm assuming they've diverted it into some kind of charity. Slush fund for themselves, yeah. Um, it's a so super fun. pack. <laughs> <laughs> this was such an annoying game. Uh, the Bucks absolutely put it on the Chiefs. 31 to nine. This game was never close. And what made me feel the best about this game was the fact that gambling isn't really legal in Minnesota because I would have for sure put a hundred bucks on the chiefs at halftime. Mm. Thank you, Minnesota for knowing me and saving me from myself. The bucks never look back. The Chiefs score zero touchdowns and Patrick Mahomes scrambled for 497 yards in this game. Behind the line of scrimmage. This guy was just running for his life on every play. He was this. The only thing I can compare it to is when we played the 49ers last year in the second round of the playoffs. And Cousins was just like getting sacked or pressured on every play for like the whole entire game. That's Mm -hmm. what it was to me. It's funny. It's funny. uh, Was Mike Remmers involved in that game too? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) He wasn't on a team last year, but uh, yeah, they were blowing through the line. Um, There was just no answer for the Chiefs, and it just shows uh, what happens when a really uh, dominant pass rush can come from every angle at a quarterback and Mahomes. It's 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 weird because like our our divisional matchup and our NFC Championship matchup ended in similar fate, Eric, where a subpar offensive line came into the game against a far superior defensive, I'll say like front six or seven, if you want to include some of the the outside linebackers. Um, And they were unstoppable. Yeah. That was the kind of the story of the game, huh? That was the entire game. So they're running around uh, like crazy um, there was a couple plays that probably swing the whole game. There's the pass early in the game that Tyreek Hill just couldn't bring in in the end zone. You had uh, another play where it hit a guy in the face mask when Mahomes threw a ball where he was like parallel to the ground. Um, the Bucks just did everything right. They ran the ball for a ton of yards. Brady was super efficient. 
and their defense absolutely dominated the game. And I think there's just no talk about it anymore. Brady is the greatest of all time. And I think that this win moves him into a new level of sports that's like above the sport itself with like him and maybe Jordan and Ali. Yeah, I was going to say, and not not to uh, make it a, a, a racial thing in any way whatsoever, uh, but the way Muhammad Ali was revered as a boxer, I think Brady has catapulted himself in the last three years of football into that category of transcendent. Mm-hmm. Um, he won a Super Bowl at 43 years old playing quarterback. I don't think we can discount that in any way whatsoever. You could say, oh, well, he had the best line and the best defense. Okay. He still threw three touchdown passes. He still mm-hmm. had to lead the team out of a seven and five funk where things were going poorly. And he's with a brand new team, well, all new different weapons. It, it was it was wild. Like every everything was insane. And I don't think the argument for like maybe Aaron Rodgers is the best passer of all time. Like maybe the best guy that can, you know, throw the ball and hit his spots, but Tom Brady is uh, undeniably the best quarterback in the history of the NFL without question. Yeah. Can I just, just as far as consistency and the will to win and doing all the right things. Totally. Can I just make one complaint real quickly about sports? Absolutely. Okay. My big complaint is goat talk. Okay. Everything and everyone can't be the goat. There can't be multiple goats. I hate when people say that. Oh, just a couple of goats going at it there today. I'm like, well, there's one greatest of all time. You can pay, yeah. say for one person in every sport. That's per it. sport. You get one goat per sport. Yeah. One goat per sport. Unless you're talking about like a position, like he's the greatest safety of all time. Like, okay. But that'd be a, you know, just so. <laughs> so it's supposed to be just the greatest of all time. I know. So I agree. You're a, you're a goat purist, and I'm okay with I, that. I am. It bothers me. And that's coming from a person who thinks everything is either the best or the worst. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I was going to say, it was, it's very strange yeah. to, for you to not be hyperbolic about I something. Am like that's that's right in your wheelhouse. But for some reason, the goat thing, um, it's too much at this point. Everything yeah. is the goat. There's multiple goats. Every one is a goat. Breeze is the goat, and so is Mahomes. And the, the new goat is uh, – you know, Herbert, you know, and you're flavor, like, flavor, flavor of the month guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's gotta be one. And it is Tom Brady. He is the greatest of all time. Um, I think Mahomes will end up blowing his stats out of the water, but you're going to have to get into that. Oh. Like different. I don't believe that anymore. Seven. You think Mahomes is going to win seven Super Bowls? <sighs> Probably. That's not. unheard of, dude. He, no, he might he, win four. No, but he'll blow. And that would be amazing. He's going to dismantle Brady's records, though. Touchdowns, yards, yeah. that kind of stuff. Maybe MVPs, but I don't know. Like the Oh, yeah, but does that make him the GOAT if he's only got four rings? <laughs> Enter LeBron James into the chat. There you go. Um, so that is a little old, but something that wasn't old was um, gopher players uh, doing well in the big game. Uh, Winfield is legitimately a star at safety. Tyler Johnson looks like a decent pro receiver. It was great to see those guys in their rookie year get a Super Bowl. If there's if there's two things that are synonymous, it is 
go for players and winning in the big game. So I'm really glad you brought that up, Eric. Like it's about it's about time go for sports got their recognition as high functioning when it when everything's on the line. Um, that, you know, that was the reason that I was cheering for Tampa Bay was the with was, was these guys because does this increase their chances that they will end up in the Hall of Fame winning a Super Bowl? Um yes, probably. Well, probably. Yeah, at least incrementally, right? Well, and we want some golfers to be Hall of Famers. So, therefore, I'm cheering for him. I would love it. I think Winfield is legitimately a superstar and it's going to suck in a few years that um He's not on our team. Also, yeah. how much bigger did he get between his senior year and this season of the NFL? He looks like uh, he could he could play outside linebacker. No, he, he plays strong safety. He could play free safety. Like the man is huge. He skipped his senior year. He only played until he was a junior. Oh, and, you're right. You're right. No, I think he might have skipped his junior year. I think he only had two seasons because he was a redshirt sophomore, three years out. Um, so he's young, and he is a absolute muscle hamster out there. Mm-hmm. All right. A um, couple other things when it comes to the NFL. Uh, Clint Kubiak is officially the offensive coordinator for the Vikings. How do you guys feel about this move? Mm, well, first off, gut reaction, I don't like it. I don't know enough about football. I don't know why I don't like it. I, it just reminds me of the Saunders hire. So the dad moves on either – by passing away, unfortunately, or by retiring for health reasons. And you don't exactly know where to go, but you don't want things to change. Whatever. We liked it. We just don't want it to change. Maybe if we get the son involved, take over, things will will continue along and will progress as we were. And that is just has not happened for the Wolves. And I just I wonder if it's a little bit of that mentality for the Vikes. I will say he did have a prominent role in the offense this year. I mean, he was the quarterback's coach of the team, which is pretty much the number two spot in the offensive coaching staff. Um, So if they believed he was a good quarterback's coach, it would make sense that he would stick around and run the same offense. And I do think that the continuity of having the same offense will be nice and valuable, but it's not an exciting move. It isn't. I mean, the Kubiak offense was loaded this year. Um, tons of talent. It was the third highest scoring offense in the history of the Vikings. Did you guys know that? Okay. Mm-hmm. You've, you've told us many times. 1998 was the, I've only told you once because I looked it up today. 1998, okay. their number one offense of all time. We all remember that. Uh, 2009 with Brett Favre was their second, and then this was their third. Now, I will say that the, the league blew up with offense this year, so the numbers are probably a bit skewed, but um, I think it will be fine. And he does have the guy who was the runner-up for rookie of the year, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, which we're all excited yeah. about. The only thing that I, I don't think the offensive coordinator matters so much as what they do to fix the O line, and I know that's a that's a drum that's been beaten a thousand times. But this, if they don't, if they're just like we're going to run it back with who we got, and they, they're kind of the same guys. I, I just don't – the whole season's a waste. Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, like, they, they have so many problems. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game um, outside of Tom Brady. I mean, if you want to make the argument, but, like, really, Mahomes is the best one doing it right now, and even he couldn't do it with a subpar O-line. 
So what do we expect Cousins to do? I, I, I just don't – I'm fine with Kubiak. Like Eric said, the, the continuity matters. Um, I don't really care as much like what kind of offenses you're going to run and the balance and all that. That will all work itself out as they figure it out and move along. But if they don't fix the offensive line, if they don't fix left guard, if they don't shore things up, then it's all for naught. It's all – It's all. the whole season's a waste. If you're a PFF fan like I am – PFF says that you don't have to have a good offensive line, but you cannot have a bad offensive line, if that makes sense. So sure. they say, like, pretty much if you have an average offensive line, you could win the Super Bowl. But if you have a bad offensive line, you're going to be bad. So and where it, are we? Um, we're below average, but bad in pass protection. Mm. So we, our line was fine running the ball, but it was poor one of the worst five in the league for pass protection. And you can just see against the games where the teams can really get after the quarterback, the Vikings crumble. And then everyone yells at Cousins, but it's just like, was everyone yelling at Mahomes last night? No, they were like, oh, he's doing everything he can. Look at the effort. You know, look, look at him. He's limping. He can't even see. He's on one leg. He ran 500 yards. Did you guys like the Kirk Cousins tweet this week? That everyone was laughing was at? So he Which one was that? He was tweeting support of his favorite local restaurant or donut shop. And he lives in Egan and he misspelled Egan. (laughs) 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 People were just like, he can't do anything, right? Like he doesn't even want to be here, but that's okay. I get it. Do you think he's really getting traded? I know there was a lot of like a flurry of activity. It's not going to happen, right? Um, I would say more likely no, but he wouldn't be in these trade talks if the Vikings weren't at least like test waters, let's see what listening. Yeah. Like, I think, I think he's available for a high price and I don't know who's willing to pay a high price and the moves, the chips would have to fall well for the Vikings because it would, he would still, even if we trade him, he'll eat up a huge chunk of our salary cap next year. No matter if we trade him, no matter if he plays for a different team or not, he's taking up a bunch of our salary cap. And so I just think they would have to get, two firsts and maybe more to, to trade him. And, you know, they might get that offer. He's pretty good. He's better than Stafford, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be against it, but then again, you know, if they did shore up the O line, I would be curious to see what he could do in a full season of that. I'm just telling you guys, I love the Vikings. They're so exciting. They're like one of the most exciting teams in the world. They, constantly are going for it they make reckless moves all the time they constantly draft exciting players they constantly have fun offensive guys on the team when their quarterback gets hurt what do they do they trade a first round pick for sam bradford you know they just they're constantly making moves all the time to try to be competitive and whether they work out or not you have to at least applaud them um for going for it you know the wolves and spielman they go for it and i think that's the best part about the vikings oh yeah. Also, uh, if anytime someone ever tries to make the argument that Anthony Barr is a good linebacker, um, I'm going to point them to some Devin White uh, Super Bowl game tape and just say, uh, actually, this is a really good linebacker. I thought he was the best defensive player on the field by far and should have been in consideration for MVP with the way that he played like that. That kid was so impressive for Tampa Bay last night. A beast. It was a fun game. So 
Uh, it was cool to see Gronk score a bunch of touchdowns too. Do you guys want to hear the craziest stat of the day? Sure. Travis Kelsey, what do you guys think of him? He's supposed to be elite, one of the best, right? Best tight end yeah, he's, right up there. He's, he's incredible. Yeah. What do you think of Gronk? Like current Washed Gronk. up, dumbass, doesn't give a shit, retired, came Me, back. Meathead. Meathead. People laughed at him like, why even come back? You're going to suck. All right. you know, that's, what, that's what people were thinking. Guess um, what – how old do you think Kelsey is? 27. How old do you think – I'd say, he's, I'd say Kelsey's 29, Gronk is like 33. No, Gronk's not that old. Gronk's probably 29. Both of them are 31. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. I was blown away to hear that. I would have been like, oh, Kelsey's 28, Gronk's 34. Like, I had, I had no clue. They're the same age. Crazy. It is. So Sorry. the retirement was a little premature from the Gronk, I guess. Yeah, I think he just got well, beating. I, yeah. yeah, I think he, he had only planned – he said a few years ago that he had only planned to play like seven years in the NFL because he saved all of his money and then he just wanted to like go, you know, do shit. But Tom gave him the, Tom gave him the old uh, godfather phone call and said, that he could not Rob, did not. Rob, I need you. I need you, big fella. And gets another yeah. ring. I mean, it's it's all worth it. My favorite thing is that that uh, he decided he was going to come back, and it's a pandemic, and they wanted him to get into good shape. So he had to send them his workouts to make sure that he was doing the workouts that they wanted so he could be in shape. But he said he didn't do any of the workouts, and that he spent more time making it look like he was doing different workouts. And in fact, they recorded multiple workouts on the same day, where every few minutes he would do change change clothes yeah <laughs> he could look like he was doing all these different workouts but they were all at the same time that's amazing that's so funny that is that is so gronk right there that is the most like uh what do you want to call it like cunningly lazy way of operating i kind of mm -hmm. respect it yeah no like, i do he he went to the 10 out of 10 to be deceptive so he didn't have to work out because he knew he'd be able to get himself in shape Amazing. All right, guys, sticking with some football news. Um, Last Chance You from uh, Netflix, an okay reality show on Netflix, uh, had their first Super Bowl winner. One of the guys from Last Chance You won the Super Bowl with the Bucks. Exciting. That's your show. Sure. Do you remember him? No. No. From the no. show? No. No idea. Um, but, yeah, Last Chance You is it's pretty good. Um, also sticking with football, EA sports announced that their NCAA football game is coming back. Did you guys ever play this back in the day? Oh yeah. I spent a lot Are of time. Psyched? Um, I will be psyched. I think that like, we will really see where the NCAA is with its players and like the slave labor. Like if the players have names in the game, I think we're in a good spot. Um, they will, they will for sure. You don't think they will? They never then have. What's the point? Oh, they haven't? No. No, never. That's the whole Ed O'Bannon lawsuit that happened. Well, then who cares? Why is it so exciting? You get to play as your college, but not as the... I, th I thought so, all people care about is I want the active roster at any given time when I go to play. It was an active roster, but they would be like, they'd change the skin color and like just put a number with them, and then you could generate names. But then the players were like, well, how come the quarterback looks like Johnny Manziel and is the same height and runs around and is the same age and, you know... Mm. 
but it's not Johnny Manziel. And then they all these people sued, and then they just dropped the game. So my guess is that you're going to get actual rosters with players' names, and they're each going to make like a $50 gift card and a free copy of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Two free meals at the mess hall. Yeah, <laughs> no, it'll be, a, it'll be a $50 gift card to easports.com yeah. where you can download the updated rosters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll be something like that. So I think that uh, they could improve it by just like getting rid of like slave labor. Uh, and then finally, sticking with the football theme, uh, the big event of the weekend wasn't the Super Bowl. It was Rough and Rowdy. Just kidding. That's a trash event. But the big uh, news from Rough and Rowdy was that the their intern, Billy Football, fought against former baseball star Jose Canseco, who must be desperate for money because they had a sham fight where Jose Canseco took a dive. Did you see the fight? No. no. I don't support that shit. No, it's six minutes, six seconds long. It's all over the internet. Yeah. It's just the most trash thing you've ever seen so so he um, got punched one time in the gut and then he just rolled over and said i'm knocked out i can't fight they like locked up and then they each threw like a couple messy punches and then billy football hit him maybe three times and then canseco falls down into the corner and said he was injured <laughs> uh, well, he is truly a despicable person but then again so is the most of the cast of barstool sports so it all kind of fits in it all it all worked it all worked just fine. Um, all right, next up, the Twins and their moves over the offseason. So their big moves were bringing in uh, shortstop Andrelton Simmons. Is that his name? The best offensive shortstop of all time. They bring in um, J.A. Happ. J.A. Happ. That's the guy. The pitcher from the Yankees is like 38 years old. They bring in, is it Alex Colom, the, the closer from the White Sox? Um, Correct. Uh, an all-star a few years ago was the closer for the Rays, uh, and then they re-signed Nelson Cruz as well. Um, are these moves enough to keep the Twins in contention? No. Are no. the White Sox going to finish well above the Twins this year? Um, maybe. I think it's more likely this year than it was last year. And last year the Sox were on the verge um, they've got an incredibly talented roster. They signed good pitching. We did not. Um, we're losing, as of now, Jake Odorizzi, not not re-signed with the Twins, so we're down a starter. I know everyone thinks, like, oh, Michael Pineda can still be good. He's, like, 36. Uh, Rios is fine. Um, we have, like, Devin Smeltzer. Randy Dobnik, like, I mean, these are our starting pitchers and we're trying to pretend like we're competing for AL central title. And I just don't see it. We lost Eddie Rosario. Um, I'm not saying Eddie Rosario is like a world beater, uh, but you know, two seasons ago, he had like 33 home runs and 110 RBIs. And I know that's not the be all end all of, of stats, but, that, that's a lot of production to try and replace. Um, I wouldn't say the bullpen's better with Cologne. You know, we still lost. I, for all his struggles late in the season, Sergio Romero was a, a, a nice serviceable piece as the seventh, eighth inning type of guy. Taylor Rogers, is he ever going to refine his form from two seasons ago? We lost Trevor May. Sergio Romo gone then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like him. Damn. Yeah, he's out. Well, he's like 39. 
yeah. trying to move on. I didn't know. I didn't know even, even know if he was good. I just like his personality. Because yeah. I don't know. No, and so that's uh, interesting because I was reading like you know online and you know you get the grades for off season and I thought people were giving the twins like a B plus right in there. But I guess I would say the moves they made. But if you don't think that's enough, then I can see how it would be much lower. Well, okay, so let's look at not to get too boring, but let's look at. So we lost Eddie Rosario. Who's going to play left field? We have two choices: Alex Kirilov and Brent Rooker, who are long-term outfield projects. Who knows if they're ready? Uh, so really, Jake Cave is going to slot into left field. Maybe I don't know. Uh, Byron Buxton's inevitably going to get hurt for 40 games at some point. Who's going to play center when he's gone? Um, and if that's going to be Jake Cave, then we need somebody to play left. Um, we uh, Jorge Polanco was so bad that they're like, we're going to move you to second base. Um, who knows? Is is Miguel Sano even good as a hitter anymore? He hit, he hit like 207 with like 27 home runs and 60 RBIs, but struck out. 38% of the time at the plate. Josh Donaldson, great when he's in, but is inevitably going to be out. Like we have no depth in the infield. We have no depth in the outfield. Our bullpen's not better. Our starting rotation's not better. I don't see this team doing that well this season. Wow. Second most likely, though. I mean, there's only, likely, there's only two teams likely, for it. Likely only because Cleveland traded away everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we are coming up on that. That's just around the corner. Early April, I believe, or like the second week of April is the first game of the season. It seems crazy that that's right around the corner. And uh, well, they try to they try to pretend that pitchers and catchers reporting in two weeks is like the big deal. But don't spring care. training starting, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, guys. And then finally, there's not a lot to talk about when it comes to other Minnesota sports. Go for hockey, struggle. Go for basketball, struggle. The Wild haven't played since the last time you heard from us because they all have COVID. The NHL is going down in COVID flames. And the Timberwolves, who already went down in COVID flames, are a mess as well. Um, overall, uh, Minnesota sports in kind of a sad state uh, as we currently speak. So that brings us to our final part of a quick and tidy episode, and that is this week's medal stand. So here we go. Love it. The medal we got this week. Gold, silver, bronze, who gets it? It's all based on the greatest all-time Super Bowl halftime show. Okay. Ooh, some come to mind. I got a couple. I'll I'll, I'll start first. I'll start first. Uh, This is my honorable mention, and so you guys can react to this one. And it is – this is going to sound so lame, but it's Tom Petty. Tom Mm. Petty came out, I think it was like 2007. 2006, 2008, somewhere in there, and just played the hits. Just banger after banger after banger after banger of Tom Petty hits. Loved it, but it wasn't enough of a spectacle for the NFL, right? They they want a spectacle. They want a big thing, except when they don't, when they don't want a spectacle. And so my medal stand nominee is Janet, ja- Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, <laughs> Super Bowl that ruined nudity on TV <laughs> for all teenagers worldwide uh, in whatever year that was, 2004. I don't remember what year it was. But that's my nominee for most best Super Bowl halftime show of all time. Iconic. Okay. 
I want to just throw it in here. I'm not even quite ready to make my nominee yet. I just want to mention that Bruce Springsteen, my, one of my favorites of all time, I thought he did a hell of a job. Remember when he like threw the guitar over his shoulder? It was very fucking cool. I'm looking at a list here, um, and they rank him 15th, and you're Tom Petty 20th. So I don't know. I mean, that's because it wasn't got a spectacle. Yet. They they, they yeah, just came out. Right? And just like, they just played all their banger songs, and everyone's like, "God, this shit's good." And the NFL's mm -hmm. like, "Not enough fake elephants and left sharks. Not yeah. not interested." <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going with Prince. It was by far the best of all time. Uh, it was in the rain. I think the game was the Colts and the Saints. It was like pouring down rain. I think it was in Miami, and Prince absolutely went off like he always does. Um, you realized how many bangers Prince has, and mm -hmm. he tears it up the whole way, ends with a crazy solo, and it was just one that always sticks in my head as so memorable. Like, it ended, and I was like, wow, that was incredible. So my pick is Prince, Minnesota's own Prince. Yeah, that is uh, number one on this list. But I'm going to go one for one that's, that's older. Um, in 2001, you got a mashup. <laughs> of Aerosmith, yeah, Instinct, Britney uh -huh. Spears, uh -huh. Mary J. Blige, and guess the last person, Nelly. Nelly, yes. <laughs> what a show! And that one was a big show. I mean, you got Britney Spears looking super fly. Um, she was at peak powers. All these people were, except for Aerosmith. <laughs> but, I remember this vividly, and it was so confusing and so great. Yeah, it was just an absolute attack on the senses. And I think that's almost what you're looking for. It's not necessarily like, did I enjoy the music the most? It's like, is there the most to talk about the next day? Um, and so for me, I want to nominate that absolute shit show. And by the way, on this list, it is number four. So they thought it was actually a pretty good job. Just I think it was bad, but it was so memorable. Yeah, 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 yeah. These were the three that I would have said were the most memorable to me. There wasn't okay. Indiana Jones one once, too. Yeah. Well, well, Eric, just just to confirm, just maybe this might add to your pick. The the Colts and Saints Super Bowl you said was uh, the Who did the halftime show for that one, but Prince did the Colts and the Bears. Colts and the Bears. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got he got to play Purple Rain in, in the rain. Yes, it yeah. was great. What a show! All right. Yeah, that's got it. I mean, that's probably going to win. I will put it out there for the people to vote on. So go look on Instagram. It'll be up in one of the stories. The, 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 the thing down? Yeah, that's a big part of that's the reason part. that – That's why that's who Ryan went with, right? I'm trying to do the I'm, – I'm on camera right now doing the, the tearaway thing. They had a name for it too, uh, something malfunction, remember? Wardrobe malfunction. Wardrobe, wardrobe malfunction. I'm, I'm trying to do the wardrobe malfunction here, so – I'm team war, wardrobe malfunction. All right, guys. Yeah, no, that was that was fine. You guys, let us know what was the most memorable halftime show to you. Uh, what changed your life when it came to Super Bowl halftime shows? Actually, by the way, I really thought the weekend tore it up. I don't care what anyone says. I thought it was really good. I liked it. It was a it was a concert. It wasn't necessarily a show. He he did his songs. It was great. A little restricted with what he could get away with with COVID. So mm -hmm. I thought he made it work, man. I love the weekend. I think so. Too. I thought they did a great job. I had never really heard, I, I had heard of the weekend. I heard a few songs, but I thought his performance was unbelievably good. Like the man is just like his voice reminds me of like John Legend. I, I don't know, combined with some like I don't know, just, just a, he's a yeah a phenomenal singer. And 
once they got his mic fixed after like the first two minutes, mm-hmm. it was much better. Like I think there was there was definitely some issues with the with the mic. You couldn't really hear him. But then once that picked up, even my kids were into it. They were like dancing around and having a good time. So super into it. Sweet. All right, guys, that is it. That's all the time we have on this uh, Nordies podcast. Check out our po- later podcast this week, our screencast, lots of news, uh, new rewatch uh, that we've been doing on Alien, which we'll get into Aliens. And uh, we have all kinds of good shows that you guys need to be watching. So check that out. Until then, thank you guys for listening to the Nordies podcast. Bye.